ever had harsh words with your spouse because of a money-related issue? Love and money are the hardest two words to fit into the same sentence. Sadly, around half of all marriages end in divorce and the biggest killer of romance is money stress. Hi, I'm Carolyn Mose, the Money Lady and co-host of the podcast series, Succeed With Money. I'm here with David Wright, founder of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems and get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose. So every week in this podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. Let's see what David has to say about this topic today. Hi, David. Hi, Carolyn. This could be a sticky one. It's a love and money pretty much don't go together that well. So um, <laughs> we'll see what comes out of it. Um, you know, in a few months, time my wife and I will be celebrating 40 years of marriage and we never once had a fight over money it's actually pretty easy to get right actually so um uh, so can... David don't don't you ever talk to your wife <laughs> so you've never had a fight over money that means you've never spoken <laughs> no it's very clear in our house I'm the boss of the money I made that quite clear right from the start and my wife made it quite clear from the start, she's the boss of me. How can that go wrong? <laughs> Actually, I was at Teachers College when we got married and it was just my responsibility to make the money go around because she left where she lived and came to where I was. So it was kind of like my responsibility. She had a job lined up, um, but that job didn't really work out. And so the first year was pretty, pretty hard because I had to get through college without the income that I thought we were going to have. And it just fell on me to make it work and it sort of just stayed that way. So that set mm. the pattern that just continued on for the next 40 years. We've never really had any disputes over money, uh, but then we've never really ever had any disputes full stop. So what's your story, well, Carolyn? Have you had any good <laughs> barneys over money? Well, I'm going to say, David, you, you've had a pretty nice 40 years of marriage from the sound of that. It sounds great. Oh, i got no complaints. Um, <laughs> you know, we've been married for 43 years, and I think the only thing we ever had words, words about was money. But that was only until we met you. Right. Yeah. And, and now you <laughs> fight about everything else as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Well, mm. I reckon, you know, like we, we're probably, well, I won't say we're both lucky because we're still married after all these years, but yeah. probably the most important wealth decision you will ever make is the one where you choose your life partner. Because if you get that wrong, you'll struggle not just with money, but with all areas of your life. So mm. I think it's pretty clear that today our topic is around couples talking about money um, because romance and money to go together there's got to be communication. And I guess the question we should be looking at is, why aren't love and money naturally compatible? What are your mm, thoughts just, there? Yeah, it's a really good question, David. You know, and we have a saying at the Institute, when debt comes in the door, love goes out the window. Love goes out the window, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I remember yeah. when I met Nick, who does my software programming, I actually got that saying from him. It was one of the very first things that he said to me when we started talking about creating software to do this budgeting thing. When debt comes in the door, love goes out the window. So, 
Mm. Money mm. problems just take the, the romance out of a relationship. And, you know, boy meets girl, they fall in love, everything's rosy and wonderful. And eventually they start thinking about marriage and, you know, a, a blissful life where everything's just all just amazing. And after yeah. the wedding, yeah. um, things change. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're not careful, it's sort of like the, whole, the money thing just brings the whole romance crumbling down. So mm. let's tackle yeah. that question. What are, what are your thoughts on what happens? Yeah, well, as you say, you know, when you first get married, it's it's all beautiful and romantic and, you know, you you can't get enough of each other and it's it's all super exciting, you know. And, and then I guess, you know, the bills start coming in and you start to realise that, oh, hey, um, you know, it take, costs a lot of money to live, doesn't it? And, um, and you just start yeah. to realise, oh, I've, I've got to pay for the rent and the electricity and the and the food and the whatever and it it does kind of put you back to reality I guess you know the reality kind of kicks in you know so yeah. romance can perhaps take a bit of a, a step backward at that yep. point and I think one of the things too because when until you get married you probably haven't thought a lot about home ownership because mm. in those younger years it's just kind of like life's a party life's fun life's just having a good time you meet the girl or the boy of your dreams and life's even better still and mm. but then it's kind of like ah uh, some point in time we need a home of our own mm. and if we're going to yeah. save up a deposit for a home of our own that really puts money you know you, you've got to sacrifice spending money now saving up for a deposit for a home and suddenly mm. all of the, the going out and partying and having a good time and buying whatever you want, shoes, handbags, tools, toys, whatever, mm. it's mm. kind of like, no, you can't have that stuff if you, if you want the home. Mm. Mm. And I, yeah. I know we talked about a book. Um, what's the name of that book? Men are from yeah, Venus? men are no. from Mars. No, Mars. men are from Mars, and yep. women are from Venus. Yeah, and it's an excellent yep. book for any couple out there. They really need to read it. So what what's what's the go with that book? Well, it's it's about understanding the differences between between men and women and how they think, right? Yeah. And you know, for for a woman, you're talking about home ownership, okay? And we've we've got a a situation like that happening in our own home at the moment, where um, my daughter and son-in-law are looking at buying their first home. So yeah. And for my son-in-law, you know, it's at the moment it's all about the oh, my goodness, um, how's this going to fit in and, and we've got to pay for this and pay for that and, you know, oh, it can, I've, I've got to see if I can put that in the spending plan and, and I've got to see how that's going to work six months down the track and are we going to have, not, have enough money to pay for the conveyance lawyer and then for the land and then for the house and then for the whatever. And meanwhile, my daughter is busy online searching for couches. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, that says it all, doesn't it? That I says know. it all. Because yeah, yeah. the, the, the women are the homemakers and she's all about what's the furniture and what's, and, and yet you, I know probably you and I, when we moved into our first home, my wife and I, when we got our first home, we had no floor coverings and almost no furniture. Our bed was yeah. borrowed from our in-laws. The table, yeah. I screwed some legs onto a bit of chipboard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my wife was probably thinking couches and cushions and stuff and, and yeah, I never even yeah. went and there. colour <laughs> schemes and all the rest of it, you know, because that's what we do. Um, and, yep. you know, we, we like to get creative and, and create that home where, where for, for 
hubby, he's sitting there going, oh, my goodness, and then I'm going to need a lawnmower for, to do the grass because we're putting grass down, and then I'm going to need yeah, a whipper yeah. snipper, and I'm going to need the leaf blower. And <laughs> So, okay, so part of the yeah. problem is that men are from Mars and women are from Venus, and there are, even though there's like the, the, the excitement of the romance and getting married and moving in together, if, if it happens in that way, mm, it's mm. a bit old-fashioned maybe, but that's how it should happen, because um, a little side note from me, if you've already moved in together, you haven't got much to look forward to after you get married, have you? But I could be old-fashioned. <laughs> so, so part of the problem is that we, there's a difference between men and women. Women are, are fine print, guys are headlines. Mm, so, mm. Um, yep. you know, he's thinking about just paying for the house. She's thinking about all of the things that are going to go in it and probably babies and cots and prams mm. and yeah, way yeah. down the track. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... That, so then what happens? So, so, you know, as I said, reality sets in, you know, and yep. then and then all of a sudden you're um, going down the track of, well, this is all too hard because then once you've got the house, you know, the financial pressures increase, right? Yep. And so all of a sudden romance is, is put on the back burner and especially if children then come along, you know, that's, that's a whole nother... Well, kettle of fish well, isn't it today's question is why why does romance go on the back burner when financial pressure comes in because you mm. go into it you know for richer or for poorer for mm. sickness mm. in sickness and in health so why yeah. is it so i know from a bloke's point of view if he's stressed because of debt and stuff he's looking for his wife to to comfort him mm. and, and to give him love yeah but it's different for women isn't it? because if a woman is stressed the last thing she's thinking of is is the loving and the romance side of stuff because yep. it's like I'm worried about the money. And... Yep, that's right. And so that then boils down to, David, um, communication. And, I mean, you know, if I said to you, because um, I still don't think you talk to your wife because she... <laughs> your, your relationship seems way too easy. But if I said to you what's the one thing that has helped you stay together for 40 years, what would it be? Um, I think, yeah, good question, and I probably could ask you the same one. So uh, absolutely from the start, when we went into our marriage, neither of us ever had the thought that there was anything else but we were going to be married for, for life. Mm. And there was never a thought that, well, if this doesn't work out, well, we can bail and go and try somebody else or something else. Mm. It was, this is a lifetime commitment, and if there's a problem we'll have to work out what the problem is because mm, it's in mm. solving your problems you get stronger. Running away from problems doesn't make you stronger. So yeah. I, I guess it was just an expectation. But then I'm a pretty cool, laid-back kind of guy and I just accept what comes along and it's all good. So how could that not work? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But see, you know... Or maybe I should say my wife's a very tolerant girl <laughs> and she puts <laughs> well, up with a lot. Maybe, maybe. And and see, for us, I mean, we we too, you know, when you got married 43 years ago, you did get married for life. And, um, and so you learnt to compromise and you learnt to realise that, well, this marriage isn't just about me, it's, it's about the both of us and it's about understanding the differences between us yep. because we are very different you know men are from mars and um and, so, and opposites attract so oh yeah absolutely well. absolutely you know 
so the thing is what i've what i've noticed though when you know when we're looking at money and and looking at the way that we dealt with money way back then in our relationship you know we um we kept the romance alive because we would have um regular times when we you know made that the focus um but we also made time for our money but when i when i look at a lot of the clients that i work with i look at you know you've got two couples with two very different mindsets around money and we had different mindsets around money i'm sure yeah. you and your wife did as well you know yeah well she she's a her primary love languages are the giving of gifts and acts of service so she loves buying stuff for other people and cooking cakes for but like today she cooked a cake and took it to work because it was one of the girls at work was uh, her birthday today. So mm -hmm. I was helping her last night to do decorations for a cake. So, you know, she right. loves spending money on that kind of stuff, whereas that's the last thing I would have thought of. So that makes me a pretty mean old bugger, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it just means that you have a different mindset around money. Um, yep. <laughs> and see, see, for me, I, I, I think I have... Um, a freedom mindset. I think, you know, I I see money as um, as a path to freedom. You know, if if I have enough money sitting in my bank, I like to see money sitting in my bank account, right? Yeah. So, and my mindset came from very early on in my life when I decided, you know, due to circumstances in our home, that I I never wanted to be poor. And so, for me to have money in the bank that I could see, I was like, oh, cool. And so, I find it really hard to spend money unless I really have to you know yeah so and yep. yeah and I think I think my husband you know he's um yeah I'm, I'm not really Different. sure I'd have to I'd have to think about he because he kind of left all the money stuff to me and that's a really interesting difference isn't it too between men and women because yeah. you said that in your household you took over the um the control well control or the looking after the money whereas in our yeah, go on say it. you're a control freak go on. Like, no, 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 no. but in our household it was me and mainly because I had an interest in it I guess and you know whereas whereas my husband was busy working whatever and I'm home with the kids and so and I had the interest in money all he asks me now yeah. these days David is when's our next holiday in the spending plan <laughs> right, right. Well, actually, if, if you were to ask any of the guys that I used to hang around with when I was a teen, you know, like when I first started work as a late teenager, early 20s, none of them would say it's a surprise to them that I ended up specialising in the field of, of, of money and helping people with money because mm, mm. I, I, it was obviously a, something that was dear to my heart. So yeah, yeah. no surprises there. Yeah. So yeah. I guess if we, if we really get back to the – because today our, our topic is why – are love and money so hard to put together in the same sentence? What is it that causes love to go out the window when debt comes in the door? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, part of it is that when, when you get married and you realise that there, especially when you get into your 30s when the kids come along and you've got little mouths to feed and bodies to clothe and you need more furniture and a bigger house and a bigger car and you're starting to outlay a whole lot of money, but it's actually more difficult to earn money because one of you has to be there looking after the kids or, or you're paying someone else to do it. Mm, mm. And that puts a lot of pressure on on everything, not not just the money. It puts pressure on your time. It puts pressure on everything. Mm. 
yeah. which which is why people end up going, oh, I hate this, this isn't what I signed up for, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And it's not always I hate you, it, it can be just I hate this, this isn't what I wanted and I've, I've had a gutful, so I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I, hate, I hate the circumstances that have been created due to my yes. stress, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, your money mindset can be an anchor dragging you down into the... <laughs> down or it can be a rocket ship that allows you to soar to great heights so mm, it's mm. all about how you you think about it how you deal with it and if you're prepared to you know what this this journey from start to finish isn't going to be all roses mm, but mm. let's always remember the love that we felt for each other when we came together and why mm. we came together mm. and you know we probably should start talking about what are some of the things that people can do? We've talked a lot about what money stress can do to you. Mm, mm. But ultimately, I think couples have to go, you know what, we're bigger than letting circumstances create uh, emotions. Yeah. We should be able to go, you know what, let's create our own emotions. Let's choose the way that we feel. Let's choose the direction this will go in. Mm, and there mm. are certain things that couples can do to make sure that that's what happens. So yeah. Absolutely. Because the consequences, and I, you know, talking, I think, consequences of not talking about money, mm. Um, mm. you know, well, we, half of marriages end in divorce. So that's kind of, you know, what we want to help people to avoid. So, Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, David, how do we fit money and romance into a relationship together? How do we marry yeah. them? Well, I, I, <laughs> that's a good, that's a great, get them to marry each other. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, That'll put love and money in, into the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think at some point in time, either or both will realise that something's changed and the romance isn't there like it used to be. Mm. And whether they recognise that it's money that's caused that or not, but it, more often than not, it is money. And if it's something else, well, then clearly, whenever whoever realises that something's missing and it's changed, it's a case of, okay, communication. You need to say, well, hang on a second. I, there, there's something not right here. Mm -hmm. and, and if you can't even do that, well, then there's something structurally wrong even more so than, you know, behind the scenes. Mm, yeah. So well, I'm, this, I'm not feeling the love anymore or I'm feeling stressed or I'm not happy with how things are, mm -hmm. basically call the truce, put up the white flag, leave the past behind yeah. and go, hey, let's look at what's happened here. How can we undo? How can we change? How can we start again? Mm -hmm. Because we love each other, yeah. even though we don't feel the romance anymore. Let's see if we can put it back. So yeah. 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 to me, communication talking if you don't talk or you you think have you you think about somebody that you stopped talking to because of you know, years ago because you thought they thought something about you or said something about you and you thought oh really mm -hmm. and you stopped talking and you haven't talked to them for a long time yeah it's so easy in your mind to start thinking well I wonder if they were thinking this about me or I wonder if they were talking behind and you can invent or imagine all of this nastiness and even hatred that might be there mm, that mm. never was there. Yeah. And yeah. and then you meet up with that person and they go, oh, hi, how are you? I haven't seen you for so long. I wonder what. And you think, oh, 
<laughs> all that stuff I was thinking was never even true. Yeah. And it's yeah. just because there was no communication. Well, that's right. That's right. And do you know what, David? I, I totally, absolutely agree with that. And one, one of the things we used to do, um, well, we still do it actually 43 years later, we always, always, always go out on our anniversary, right? We have an anniversary yep. dinner. Okay. Yeah. Mind you, this year in COVID, we actually had, um, in our isolation, we actually had um, people came to us with dinner. We had Uber Eats, I think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was probably romantic. But, yeah. Well, it was. It was really nice. But the one thing that we used to do, especially when the kids were young, we would we would go out to dinner and make a pact that we would not talk about the children, right? Mm -hmm. We would talk about each other we would talk about our goals we would talk about what was important to each of us um we would we would talk about what we wanted both like collectively and individually you know what's important to you what's important to me um how can we achieve that what's our and you know i often say that in a marriage you know you don't necessarily always have to be on the same page but you do have to be in the same book you know yeah yeah um yeah, so that That's for a pretty us good was way really saying it, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, talking, talking about about, and I think you actually just hit the nail on the head because it was like talking about your goals and ambitions and the things that you'd like to do together, mm. the things that you'd like to achieve, and reminding yourself of that because sometimes life can get so busy you kind of lose sight of it. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, you you can be so so much work, 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 mm, mm. that you, you forget why you're doing that. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, having a having that regular date night, and I know a lot of young people now have regular date nights, which is great, but there's a guru out there, David, at the moment who says that you should have um, regular date nights and talk about money. Is that a good idea? Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, well, <laughs> I don't think date nights and money go together. When you obviously said you made a rule, you didn't talk about the kids. Did you talk about about this week's bills that had to be paid, or was that taboo? Well, no, that was taboo as well. But we we did talk about um, our goals in money terms, and oh well, we'll have to look at how we can achieve that, right? Yeah. Um, yep, yep. But we certainly didn't get out the bank account and start, you know, get out the high <laughs> highlighter pen and start working out who spent what yep. on what last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have a, a personal friend, uh, a guy by the name of Chris Freeman, who I met years ago, and he has a very interesting story. He became a, a millionaire quite young, um, probably on, built on foundations that weren't really strong enough, and the whole thing fell over in a heap, and he ended up in a lot of debt, managed to work through it, but as he worked out what he didn't get right and sort of came back from the brink, and became a millionaire again, mm. um, he learned a lot of lessons. You'll always learn more from pain than from pleasure. You've heard me say that before. Yeah. So he ended up creating a course that he calls, like he's actually got a program that, he, that people go through called Balanced Wealth Creation. And one of the rules that go with that is that each week you, you have a date night, but also each week you have a family business meeting. Mm. And, and if you think about it, running a family is a lot like running a business because there's money coming in, there's bills coming in and money going out, there's time constraints, you know, there's juggling of all, all manner of things, just like in a business. So he, he basically sets couples up when they do his program.